If you want to support this podcast, just go to patreon.com under Jason Gallant. Get mantra and meditation mp3s at jasongallant.ca. So recently, Aratima had the introductory call to the Wisdom Life School. And she gave many teachings in this and did some satsang as well for the students and had some people share their own experiences. And I thought because the call is available, I thought maybe I'd just put it on here for you so that you can listen and see uh, what you can get out of it. So there's a lot of useful teachings in there, a lot of things that resonate a lot with the content that I'm making on here. So I thought you would benefit, so enjoy. Welcome. Welcome to this call today. I'm happy that you made time and are present here today. So I'm really looking forward to um, to spending this time together with you today. So make yourself comfortable. And um, we will speak on awakening, enlightenment. We'll do some practical work together. And uh, that will bring some more clarity and uh, help if you are on this journey. Um, my school, Wisdom Life School, the online course is reopening again today and uh, and officially on August 1st and with another year of study and practice. And I'll talk about that a little bit later because what is it all about, enlightenment, awakening, what is all these things? So um, first of all, if you're here for the first time and you would like to talk to me and ask a question, um, you can, if you're on the phone, you press star 2. And uh, if you're on the web call, you just uh, either you just see your little hand there, you raise your hand, you click that. Uh, you can use the Q&A box to write your question, and it would be on your page if you are on a on the uh, web page. So I will be uh, speaking from my own knowledge and experience, which started pretty early in life. So what I teach is from my own experience, and it's uh, directly um, a result of decades of um, practice and lifetimes of being on this path. So this is not new. Um, when you are very, usually when you are interested in enlightenment, um, you very likely you have to be, um, that kind of karma has to be with you so that you are even drawn to it and to con- to reawaken it and also to go deeper with it and continue. I mean, that's always a choice. We are free will, but at least there is sort of the karmic tendency to be interested in that because we resonate with it. It's familiar. So... What is awakening and what is enlightenment and all these things? So what does it mean if somebody says, I had an awakening or I woke up? And, uh, well, there is different understandings of the same word. And the question is, what did you wake up to is the question. Did you wake up to political knowledge and what goes on in the world? Um, is it that you are more than your body? Are you waking up to the fact that you are spirit and that you're more than your body? Are you waking up to that source that made you and who you really are? So what did you wake up to? Now, when you wake up to something, that does not necessarily mean that you have mastered it and you've become it. Just like uh, if you wake up to the fact that there's strawberries. Um, You've never seen strawberries. You're a little child. For the first time you see strawberries, you woke up to the fact that there's strawberries. Um, Is it an enlightenment? No. 
it is uh, an, an uh, awareness did expand. So yeah, we can see that there is an expansion of, of consciousness. There's a little bit more luminosity in the mind. But now what do we do with the strawberry? First of all, um, this child will then have to eat it, learn the skill of putting it into the mouth, then digest it. Maybe the body will reject it and can't digest it. So is there conflict between that item that we you know, became conscious of? So when you have a uh, spiritual experience, it does not necessarily mean that it has totally transformed you, that it is... Um, that it, that it left a lasting footprint within you. So um, we have to completely embody what we awake awaken to. And then when you actually um, know about something, then we have two choices. There's a mechanism that will make it uh, for you more luminous and brighter your life, or the egoic tendencies, the habits within you. And I can talk about it a little bit more. Um, this is a bit of a summary here, you know, uh, of understanding things. Um, um, so just, you know, have a glass of water, just sit back and allow also maybe not everything is understandable right now because this is really knowledge that goes beyond the mind. So hopefully at the end of the call, you will sense uh, a bit of a transformation and also a lot of clarity or more clarity about um, what this is all about if you are doing some practices. And then also knowing, are these practices useful that you're doing? Are they really going to lead to an awakening for you? Are they going to really lead to enlightenment or are they going to lead to psychological growth? So we'll kind of look at that. So yeah, this little child that eats a strawberry can basically be completely open to the experience and experience the flavor and everything and just uh, make itself vulnerable to it, which is what we do when we're little children. Or what adults do once their personality, their identity is set, they will have comments on it. They like it or dislike it. Um, they will sort the experience into letting certain things in or not. They might have a lot of ideas about the strawberries and comment on it, but they did not really grow with it. There was no conscious expansion, you know, by having this experience. So, so essentially, we have to be very vulnerable in order to actually truly awaken and become enlightened. Um, are all spiritual practices leading to enlightenment? Um, yes, but not all psychological practices. Um, the spiritual practices, yes, if they're really true spiritual practices, they do. But psychological practices, and many, uh, many I do, many of you I know do psychological practices, they do not really apply to that. It's not the classical renunciation of the cause of all suffering. So I'll repeat that. The renunciation um, of the cause of our suffering has to be realized. It has to be done. And if that doesn't take place, then we are going through an individuation on a psychic level as a soul. And, um, and then the soul, even if once it's fully individuated, it can then begin the spiritual journey. Now, let me give you another example. For example, it came to me this morning uh, to make it a little easier 
for example, with baking, I thought, you know, if let's say you want to make a cake, <clears throat> you need ingredients. So first of all, they're all spread out in different places in the in the kitchen. Maybe some things are in the cupboard, some things are in the fridge. First of all, you need to know what the ingredients are, yeah? And then most of the time, we don't even know that we are very fragmented. So this cake does not even exist yet. It's fragmented into all these different pieces. So first of all, you need to recognize, I can make a cake. I can actually take pieces and then put them together in, prop, in the proper proportions. And then once I have it actually put all together, which means is that say you use uh, flour and eggs and all this and, and sugar and all these things that most people don't eat anymore today, but let's say we're just going to do a classical cake. Um, we have to basically put it together and, and each piece of it will actually die in the process because it will, the eggs will be totally messed up, they will broken, and then it gets mixed up. The flour is not just flour, it becomes what we call dough. And so we actually, just by bringing the different pieces of our soul, the different energies back together, um, that in itself changes you. And then what do we do? We mix it, right? So you undergo a sort of a bit of a beating, yeah? <laughs> you suffer. It's like painful and all these things. And and then, you know, it, it's sort of you get, you know, moved and everything, everything gets moved together and put in a form, so we need a form. It means just we need to know um, what is the direction to throw our attention towards. Where do we focus into? Uh, in, in this case of the cake, it's some kind of spring form. So we'll put it in there, and then we have to put it into the oven, which is heat. So then we, what happens is the kundalini fire, the spiritual fire within you, needs to be active in order to have a true transformation taking place. And until the cake is fully baked, not half-baked, because you can't eat it, it's useless, you know, it's not even just dough anymore, it has to be fully baked, it will then begin to exude an aroma, and we call it in the um, Sanskrit language, it becomes very sattvic, it becomes light, luminous, fragrant. And, uh, and then you're ready and what happens then? This cake, what happens to this cake? This cake gets eaten. Yeah, it becomes service to others. So it's quite a journey. And I see, working with many people over a long period of time, decades, that most of uh, the people that are, that I know, most, not all, but most, are in the very beginning of just getting the items, the ingredients together, and trying to mix things in. And, um, and, and, and struggling with this because they don't actually know how to really get to the end result. They don't know exactly how this works. Because, um, in this new age, there are a lot of false spiritual concepts and they get sort of locked into entertainment instead of transformation. There's a lot of information for entertainment. So if you listen to a story, I saw now the story of the lion's gate, yeah, that's going around. That, you know, if you listen to a story, you don't necessarily become the character in the story. Um, dreams might feel very real, um, but you're supposed to wake up out of the dream. We um, we need to become mentally well again. We are confused. There is um, the more information we have, the more story we have. Does mean that that causes awakening? 
it, it causes maybe a sense of orientation and a story that we, like, you know, like to tell little children a story so that they can sort of psychically uh, find um, references and a sense of belonging. But to wake up is a lot, lot more. So now, so what is awakening? So basically the answer is you have to awaken to that which is really you. And that is not an idea and it's not in your mind. So now it becomes tricky, right? <laughs> because all you know is your mind and your identity. So now the question is what is enlightenment? Um, enlightenment is really the journey into light. The eternal light is already here. So we're just like uh, like plugged up plumbing. So we need to get unplugged. We need to reopen and then re-yoke to source. And enlightenment is really a term that is coined by, as far as I know, from, from Buddhism itself. And... Um, and uh, so it means it really it refers to the mind, which in its in its nature is actually luminous and transparent, like a clean window pane. And and if the window pane isn't clear and you can't see through it, because what are you supposed to look at? You look through the window pane through the mind outside into the beautiful sunshine. So you basically want to see the sun. You want to see the beautiful nature out there. You want to see everything. But if the mind is cluttered and dirtied with uh, programming, we call it, with uh, karmic uh, material, it'll be opaque. And it also distorts things. And so we live in a prison with of ideas and concepts. And we have no clue who we are. You don't know yourself. You don't have a clue what it is. Um, and um, and then even if you can see through the window pane, then we have to open the window and get out. And um, that means leaving the mind behind, transcending the mind. So that's quite a process, and it doesn't happen overnight. So the uh, Wisdom Life School is really um, not some kind of uh, quick bite and quick fix thing, because it would be an absolute lie if that's what I told you. No, it is something that gives you direction and um, and some very clear, practical, simplified ways of actually going about to uh, achieve this liberation. Um, I can talk a little bit about, about the differences between all these things, but let me just talk about if you have a chance to become enlightened. <laughs> well, you know, how many of your neighbors, co-workers, family members are enlightened? I guess likely none, right? So that shouldn't discourage you, but rather it should make the odds work in favor for you. Because if you deduct a few billion people who don't even aim for liberation, and then maybe add another few million who try but don't really know what they're doing. And then another, add another few million of those who give up and get distracted with all the human issues that arise, you know, like falling in love, becoming a parent, finding work, building a house, drinking, whatever it is. Then you're already ending up in a statistically uh, good situation because then you don't have that many, um, um, you know, odds against you, really. So do you have a chance at enlightenment? Yeah, you have a very good chance, actually. The fact is that there are very few that are enlightened tells you because nobody's looking for it. Very few are. And then on top of that, the overall evolution of this earth 
is just propelling an acceleration of psychological healing, which is a necessary foundation for spiritual awakening. There has to be a certain amount of healing that, ha that took place in order for you to even consider waking up. Otherwise, um, it's uh, almost harmful. Um, there's not, no foundation. There's nothing to build on. Yeah, because if you don't even have a sense of yourself and you're just a bunch of concepts and habits and pains, um, these cannot wake up. Yeah, it has to be somebody that is waking up. So we need to get to somebody first. So this is why not everybody is a candidate for this, uh, for the Wisdom Life School. Um, what else can we say here? Um, yeah. Um, why, why, you know, anyway, why you want to become enlightened? Why, anyway, do it? Um, most people don't, right? So, <laughs> um, because the answer is really, we're, there's nothing else to do. Everybody's on a journey because it's just light here. And, uh, but um, most people just don't know. And they they are participating in the natural evolution which is millions and millions and millions, maybe billions of years long. It's a very long evolutionary process. They just go with it. It's like a cork floating in the current somewhere. Whereas somebody who decides like, oh, wait a minute, you know, I am designed. I'm made in the image of source or in the image of God. I am actually designed as a bridge. I'm designed to um, bridge heaven and earth or spirit and matter. So, okay, so this is actually a purpose. This is why humans got, you know, put in place in the first place, in the first, uh, uh, to come to be here. This is what we're supposed to be. Uh, we're designed to bridge for the evolution of this Mother Earth. But now that the Earth is just in this cosmic timing and ascending a little bit to 5D, humans who actually have failed, you know, and, and, uh, and assisting, they got so distracted, you know, look at what humans have done on this planet, on the amount of evil that has basically taken root that is being in the process of being shown. <clears throat> so there's a lot of humans now that need to catch up. Most humans now have to rush and catch up just to the evolution of Mother Earth is going through. And we've been feeling this in the last few years. You've probably noticed it. Uh, although some people are still not noticing, they're very insensitive. So, is liberation the same as enlightenment? Not completely. Uh, to be liberated from samsara, the karmic seeds that all have to be baked in the oven, yeah? And to be, um, you have to be completely liberated from all the karmic tendencies. Um, then you don't have to, you know, return into a physical form. Just remember, um, the, the attachment to you being a physical form and a human being and considering this normal is uh, not really true. We're, we are a point of light within the great light. And we can take form in many ways, in the more gross form, the human flesh body, or in subtler forms. And we do actually have layers. So we're multidimensionally already um, existing with, with subtler bodies. Well, that I know many of you know because of when you do self-healing and all the other experiences you have. Now, and, and enlightenment refers to the totally clear and illumined mind. 
now these terms come illumination and liberation come from the east and and um um in in buddhism they consider liberation comes first and then enlightenment afterwards i would say that's true because once you truly know who you are you do have a chance to go and drop all um once you know let's say that let's say it's your garbage once you recognize that you've got garbage in the kitchen you actually can't take it all and just walk away or just throw it out so you don't have to go through each one and process it um so liberation can actually happen without having all these um um having gone through everything because you can go through everything in an instant where enlightenment is when your mind the 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 um, the, the seeing permeates all of existence which is massive yeah so you're completely omniscient so i would say for myself that i'm in still in the process of enlightenment i'm still enlightening i'm still moving this um this what i have liber- my liberation into the physical form and changing my body and with that my environment because the body is connected to the earth and everything else so what are the types of clearing techniques well let me before we go to that let me just let's do something practical let's do something very simple um let's do some breathing you probably already know um if you can take your right finger and close your right nostril and then breathe in through the left and then close the left nostril with your other finger and open release the thumb breathe out through the right nostril now breathe in through the right nostril close the right nostril and breathe out the left let's one cycle let's do that two more times breathe in through the left close and then breathe out right nostril breathe in right nostril close and then open left breathe out again one more time close left nostril breathe out right breathe in the right close breathe out the left so very simple if you can even put your um if you're not holding your phone maybe just do it with one hand take your index finger and touch your thumb that's all make a little circle and just uh bring your attention to your forehead area stay at the forehead area and allow this balancing that we just did to take place you just anchoring yourself at the fulcrum in the center of the head and you're just suspending thinking for a moment really So what we did is basically we did a body method of uh 
you know, what kinds of spiritual true clearing techniques are there? Well, what are we doing? Uh, we live in a polarized planet, and it's polarized. You can see it in the um, 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 electromagnetics. We can see it masculine and feminine. And uh, we can also see the day and night, sun and moon. We can see the cycling of things. And we can see it in our psyche and in our experience of being happy and then sad and happy and sad. And then we are old and young. There's life and death and so forth. So if you're here on this planet, there's one thing only you're learning. The only thing you're really learning is to reconcile these polarities. And that's what we just did in a very simple way, just I would say, just sort of, you know, on the surface here with this breathing, because we have a right and a left nostril that represent your electric magnetic field, um, and we're basically bringing them into harmony. We're breathing, and then we're anchoring our attention into the third eye. We're forcing first flow, and then we're anchoring it and let things balance out. So if you did that for 15 minutes, you'd feel quite different. And uh, if you did that every day for the rest of your life, you would be forcing, um, in the long run, to open your heart. And what does that mean? It means that your heart can only open when you are in neutrality, when you have transcendent duality, in your identification. What does that all mean when I say that? Well, right now you're identifying as a person. And this person is in a process of desiring things. You are in a process of identifying with things. You can probably tell a story about yourself, who you are, what's going on with you, and the things you want and desire. Well, you can only do this if you are in a field of otherness, if there's other things to go to and other things to become. But let's imagine there's just one field of consciousness, one field. That's called a quantum field, or just light. And there is just light. We're all light. Well, where can you go? What can you become? What story is there to tell? It sounds boring to the mind. And that's true. This is why nobody or very few people seek enlightenment, because it's extremely boring to the mind. In fact, it is adver it's so adverse. The mind is so adverse to it because um, the mind has been um, corrupted in the sense that it was hijacked by the ego or the identification. I'm going to make it very simple here. I'm not going to go into all the details. There's more to say about that. But And so we use our mind to tell us who we are, to figure things out, to shape us, to make sense, to judge, to sort and we actually forget what the mind is really all about. The mind is just there to reflect truth and to reflect things truthfully and the forms that exist to leave them as they are and to uh, behold them and behold their radiance and to um, let them remind us of who we are. So the heart will open once we actually learn to be uh, free from this judging and sorting tendency. And that in itself is a big part of this course, to really master that. And um, and then from there, you know, other processes start. The opening of the heart is something that is a very, very advanced. Um, very advanced. Most people think that's all very soft and nice. But I always refer to the story of... Um, 
in the Western story of Jesus Christ, um, where we can see that total surrender is very painful. It's really a story that indicates what it means to truly then feel and allow ourselves to not react you know, to the illusion, but to let the illusion um, burn itself out within us. And to get somewhere in the oven, yeah, when we get baked as the cake, <laughs> when we basically become fragrant, when we are not dough anymore, when we're not sticky. Because dough is sticky, right? Uh, wherever you are, if you walk around, this is a fact, you know, you go through life and you think that you are so free, but you're sticky, everything sticks to you. It's just part of the magnetic field because Earth is magnetic and there's no way around it. It's a spider web. So to wake up out of it is uh, something that was my very first agenda in my life and uh, maybe it is yours. So there are techniques. There are mental techniques, emotional techniques and body techniques. And uh, in this course, I basically uh, offer all of it. And this year, uh, there will be some changes in the course. I will be focusing on additional focus on emotional self-clearing, which is really a psychological tool. But because uh, humans are so, um, what do I got to say, so late in the evolutionary process that um, to catch up with the times, I will accelerate and uh, teach some self-healing processes on that and going through it. So yeah, so even if you don't take the course, what can you do just by yourself, you know, to find the silence between your thoughts? I mean, um, these are not true awakening enlightenment methods, but they help you You, when you, for example, are consumed with with doing, let's say you're running, or you are consumed in play or in laughter. You're for a moment not caught in the mind. Um, the next thing is stop denying your feelings. Uh, really, feel every day, feel everything. Learn to feel, learn to feel, to become uncomfortable all the time. Because it's uncomfortable to feel. We're, humans are, have learned to crystallize everything and to put up this veneer. So learn and allow yourself to be really uncomfortable. Stop role playing. Don't, don't be anything in particular. Don't say, I am this, I am that, I belong to this group and all this stuff. Just stop. Just uh, stop it. Just drop it. Just be. Find quiet moments to get in touch with your soul and then later with your spirit. Let's do another little exercise that maybe some of you know, but many of you don't. Again, how to transcend time and space. And what makes time and space? The sun and the moon, right? Sun rises, moon rises, makes a day and a night. So if you can close your eyes for a moment and bring your heart, your attention to your heart area, just by your heart. Just in there, not complicated. And just, just the way you know the sun in the sky, just imagine the sun is in the center of your chest. Just a bright, beautiful, golden, yellow sun is right there in your chest. Just see it there. Make it up. Good. And now next to it, just visualize and see the moon, just the way you know it at night. At the same time, keep the sun next to it, the moon. It's not what we're used to, right, in time and space. But now you can do it. Have the sun and the moon there at the same time. See them at the same time. They're right there next to each other. Now take the moon 
and allow the moon, feel it and see it. Let the moon inch slowly towards the sun and beginning to overlap, go into the sun. Slowly, take your time, don't rush. Slowly feel it. Let this moon then vanish in the sun. Just let go. Just let go. Don't see anything. Just be here. Yeah, let's go a little deeper. And go as we are here right now. There's something really happening energetically right now with you. You're making a shift here out of this cycling of the mind. We're going to go now deeper. And I'd like you to go to the sense when you say me. Just say me. There's something there. Where Where is me? Somewhere in the chest area, right? Bring your attention to it. Don't think about it. Just bring your attention to where you are detecting meanness. And then just stay there. And just notice that it's not really a thought nor a feeling. It's really beyond all that. Let's go a little deeper now into this meanness. Let's track it a bit. These things require a tremendous amount of uh, skill. And, um, you know, if it's a little difficult right now, that's okay. I'll just try your best and you will have maybe a little bit of something that is making sense to you or not or maybe something more massive is taking place within you don't worry about anything none of these results matter we're not really interested in an experience we're interested in transformation and realization so allow yourself to fall into this meanness just uh, forget everything just be yourself now don't even try to feel it. Know it's happening. And I'm going to assist you in this process. Let's just uh, go into this infinite. Into the, there's a, uh, this meanness is infinite. It doesn't have really a location. Remember, you're a point of light within the great light. Light and light, just light. So let's go and... Uh, Allow that to unfold. We're blocking this out. We're contracting. We're just stopping that for a moment. And just uh, go with what's happening. Just being yourself is the easiest thing to do. Now we're just going to go a little bit through this contraction now, which is often like a wall that makes up the ego or that identification, that kind of contraction, crystallization. 
You take a deep breath and just, just allow yourself to expand a bit. It's like when you go to sleep. Waking up is going to sleep to the dream of you. And waking up to who you really are. And there's a luminosity and a sense of bliss that's starting to resonate into the surface bodies. And we're going to go even beyond all that. Again, what we learn is uh, to be open, open to the mystery open to that, open to what we cannot think of, to source of everything, to source to that which we are, which everything is. So we can have sort of um, practices like this. You can do this by yourself and then enjoy the silence and just sit nicely, you know, without doing anything, yeah? Nicely, I mean, don't um, try hard, don't aim for things, um, don't judge what you're doing. Allow yourself to be very innocent, like a small child, just being here. Trusting that enlightenment is really your natural state. You're just not conscious of it. And it takes time for the surface body, for the mind, to actually deal with this uh, reality. So the nervous system begins to change, the hormones and all that. This, you know, It takes a certain amount of time. It doesn't go overnight. I mean, we would burn out our nervous system if we did. So... Um, let me look at some of the uh, hands up here and questions. Um, let me just uh, unmute. Uh, this is in Washington. Uh, I'm unmuting uh, 5099. I'm wondering if that's Joanne. Is that Joanne? No, it's Kathy. Kathy. Okay, hi. hi. <laughs> yeah, hi. Um, I... I my, my my spiritual path has has been sidetracked a lot by physical... Stuff and especially recently, very intense. I don't know if it's the energies or what's going on, um, but I was hoping you could help me find some insight on that. Well, um, when we ask why, and I'm, you know, and I know many of you that are on the phone right and the call today um, are used to me doing healing. Um, healing and enlightenment are different things. So, um, just to give you a sample, of what I would be doing when I, if you were in my course, that's how I'm going to respond to all the questions today. So, you, when you have a physical problem, it's not a sidetrack. That's your yoga. That is just your karma showing up, and you continue your spiritual application to actually awaken out of that. Do you follow what I'm saying? Yes. You, did you see that you had a split? You, you began to relate to your disease as a form as some other, and that is not a spiritual practice. That's a being staying stuck in duality and going around the hamster wheel. 
right. everything that arises is your um is is just something to um take home I call it bring back to the core bring back to source and that is only possible if we have a certain amount of we're a little more loose uh, towards our own story of uh, oh I must be healthy or maybe this is dangerous you know and all these things so all that we have to have a certain amount of detachment or to actually deal with physical issues in that way so this is why um, it takes a little bit of um, uh, uh, time to actually have that maturity but I think you can do that okay, okay. well I'm I'm getting good at being uncomfortable and and just and just allowing it. You know, because I I realize you know my body is trying to say something, and you see that's good. Let me answer that as well. My body is trying to say something is a healing method. A healing method is has nothing to do with enlightenment. You see, the body is uh, not saying anything. The body is just inert. Have you seen a corpse? I was a nurse. I saw a lot of corpses. It's just a pile of elements. But you are consciousness, and you as consciousness are are confused being this body and that's where this reality this duality has arisen so you need to be a go beyond that duality that's your next step for you okay yeah okay great good so next person is in new york six four six three hi Do you hi. Have... yeah i'm not sure this is albert it's so wonderful to chat with you again uh, Rafima. Yeah. And I wanted to ask you the idea of good and evil and, and you know my physical ailments but, but, I, but I wanted to talk to you of darkness and light and what is darkness and light? I mean angels mm-hmm. and devils? I mean that's good something job. that's... Been, that question. Yeah. No, I love your question because it's not clear to people. Um, let me start with very simple that there's only oneness, there's only source, right? And so when source moves, it, it is it's just like there's it's just that. There's no time and space, there's no here and there. But when source moves, let's say it causes light, right? It's like a water, yeah. like the ocean that starts moving, it causes waves. Now we have waves that is uh um it has a top, like a high, and then the bottom part of the wave. So we create a duality. And in, within the duality, um, it's still beauty. You see, um, it's all very beautiful. There is still um, um, a glory in that. But because when um, when source moves, it's a, it, 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 it brings uh, forward intelligence. It's called mahat. It's this great intelligence um, that basically has the ability to now because it's in duality and there's movement it goes into contraction and an expansion and when it goes into contraction it creates a sense of I what we call ego in the West ahankar in Sanskrit now this ahankar this contraction if we allow um, ourselves to constantly expand and contract we would be what we call be in flow and we always be one with cosmic intelligence there would be this a glorious experience of yeah we would be luminous but what happens is that um, the sense of I because of contraction it it, it it contains inherently the the power to contract and 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 to identify so in that sense because um, it continues then to, to contract further into all the elements and then into form right this is how matter is actually comes into existence it's really contracted light 
And because of the um, evolution of the census, census are being born. I'm not going to go into all the details. But what happens is that when the census are there, they will always see dualistic things. And that's good. That's not a problem. But when we actually start to crystallize and hold on to something, and we don't want to go through this expansion contraction, and we basically remain contracted, it causes an, another space to appear, which is uh, what we call the darkness or evil. So it is basically um, a, um, a denial of flow that causes something else to be born, and, and an extra space, you could say, and that space is what we call evil and real darkness. Like, like not in the sense of, uh, <laughs> I guess I'm talking to something here, um, not in the sense of, you know, like, uh, like the night and the day. The night in itself is not evil, it's just another out-breath or in-breath, you know, of the play of life. It's just more like if we stay contracted, then, then evil arises. And in this distortion, diseases arise and what we call in biblical sin, sense the sins arise and all these things yeah so is that more clear that we have duality but we basically crystallize in the, into the contraction which causes something else to be born okay Th that's kind of clear in a very sophisticated poetic sense but what I'm trying to get at is just a basic fact that right now I notice that there are a big, big explosion of witchcraft yeah. in darkness and the worshipping of the Dark Mother, maybe Hecate or whatever. The, Correct, what, yes. But, uh, and, yeah. and, and that, 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 and also my experiences in my life where I have been drawn into the darkness and I'm also drawn into the light. What I'm confused is, is it good to be in both at the same time? I'm still aiming for the light right now, but I also see no, no, the darkness. Um, no, you can't be, you know, you can't. You're supposed to detach and only focus. There's only oneness. You have to basically uh, turn your attention, look practically, back into your core, into the center of yourself, and, and withdraw all your life force from this uh, evil creation. If we are, and that's what's happening. We see we're in a time where it's through the evolution of consciousness of the Mother Earth and this corner of this universe, um, the, which was something that was hidden, yeah, was illumined. So we can see it now. It's coming out. It was always there, but it's coming out. Now the choice and the free will is to detach and to, first of all, not fear it, because fear is, it is crystallized fear, but to literally realize that, hey, we don't want that. There's, we want to, and let me put, talk about this. There is a natural law that cannot be broken. <clears throat> People nowadays think that everything goes. No, it doesn't. Like uh, a pine tree is supposed to be green and not purple. Um, a lot of people distort themselves physically and do all kinds of things just in the name of fashion. No, there is a law that we're supposed to be under. <clears throat> we can watch this in nature. And so, so it's the choice now to follow back into that natural law that we all know within our heart, just the way we know that if a frame on the wall, a picture is hanging crooked, we just know it's crooked. We can feel it. We know it. But we need to get away from uh, justifying it and finding excitement in the evil. And everybody con is, is, is entangled in it to some degree. 
and we basically untangle ourselves and then we will stop seeing it outside in the world because it's all us we are all that is that helping i see yes it is so in in my world if i detach and come back to the oneness and the light so all these interests or what do you call the secondary love for the darkness will be removed from my temptation from my world and i will gravitate more towards the love the aspect the, the light aspect yeah right you now, have, yeah, yeah you have yeah. To, you have to struggle though because uh it, it you have to struggle with yourself within yourself because it's like a habit like people have addictions and you have to uh work at that and that is why true spiritual evolution is the uh, the soul purifying itself into that luminosity and beauty that she really is and um and it's I would say it's not an easy task, but it's a great task, and and you can do it. You have to make first a decision, then you're going to get challenge, and then you have to move through the challenge, you know, hitting your head against the wall sometimes because it's rough, and at the same time, you keep, you know, you challenge how strong is your soul? Is it going to slide back? And it, it happens over and over, and that's where pain or like the word suffering comes from the soul suffers so much that it's at some point says i can't do this anymore i'm losing i'm losing the fascination with the dark and the and this individualization of playing in playing god really this is what it is it's soul playing god that's what evil really is yes i understand that uh right okay very very sophisticated thank you you're welcome thank you you're welcome great question good I'm going to unmute uh, Louise. Hi, Louise. Thanks for being here. Hi, Ratima. Thank you for another amazing call. <laughs> I just um, wanted to share with anyone, and if you you know, wanted to ask any particular questions or would like me to speak to, but yeah. I just want to... Oh, go ahead. Well, you have been in, uh, in WLS for another thir- three years, and you're going to continue with the fourth, I know. <laughs> So well, my question is why? What happened to you? Well, I have to say uh, that you're one of other two other people who had a true awakening, like truly woke up. They are uh, self-realized, and now you and two others are in the process. One is working right now, and, and I don't know um, the other one. Sometimes it's a bad connection, so I haven't really, I don't know if she's even on here today. But um, you basically are going through the 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 next stage of you know evolution but tell a little bit like what it was like for you in the beginning or what is it that really i know you can say about WIS. um thank you yeah and i just yes i would like to share that as you said i've um been in wls three years and i actually awoke november on my birthday in my first year and um i honestly can't ever imagine not doing Wisdom Life School. In my journey prior to that, I've had diabetes for over um, 50 years since I was two years old, so there was a lot of different health challenges, and my entire life was really all about, like you were speaking earlier on the call, right, always, you know, either trying to avoid and improve, like, pain or health Mm -hmm. issues or whatever, or trying to improve something, prove myself, be successful in the world, whatever it was. And really my focus on spirituality, which I don't even know if I really knew it as that then, was 
started maybe 15 years ago, <clears throat> and I was always right moving to the next, like what is going to um, help me change, help me shift, and I realized right so much or most of it was psychological. I didn't even really... I didn't even really know, even when I started WLS, right, what a guru was in the Eastern tradition. Huh. And I remember, <laughs> it was really kind of funny, because I remember in our, maybe it was our second or third module, when we needed to start meditating as one of our practices. Uh-huh. And I had learned Transcendental Meditation maybe 15 years ago, did it for a year or so, and then gave it up. And honestly, meditation really transformed everything for me and it was you know your support in meditation and all of the practices and every way in WLS that that makes to me the kind of transformation possible that I feel is just is just exponential I mean like look the way my life is now right I feel things and experience things, but they're just small ways. There's just always peace. There's no mental struggle in terms of thinking about this or that or deciding. Like things, the contemplation may happen naturally, but then action just happens. There's no more angst or anxiety around any of that. Uh And so some people might be asking, you know, well, why would you continue WLS for your fourth year? And um, I'll just say, right, that just that place of being, you know, being one with God and just ever deepening with all that you teach us is is just something I want to continue for the rest of my life and journey. Mm -hmm. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, this is, uh, uh, I think, um, um, it is it is comes to the in the more advanced stages is when we when the devotion begins to open the devotion to not to me as a person but to source and i'm just the pointer here right the catalyst uh, the one that kind of um has gone down the road and i just kind of point you know this way <laughs> and uh and uh, so because a source is infinitely evolving and because the body there's just in within time and space constantly something is um evolving and within the 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 recipe you know, let's call it the within the uh nature of source is that nothing is done twice Everything is fresh and new, and so once the devotion opens up and we really engage within with evolu- within evolution, it becomes so exponential and it becomes more and more um, fulfilling. There is no end to it. Let's put it this way: enlightenment has no end, and 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 that's what you have learned. That's why you're saying I could always do this for the rest of my life. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. And that's such a beautiful. Yeah, and if I just add one more thing, and that's such a beautiful thing to say too, right? Because my background, and I know, right, some in WLS are from the heart. They came from the heart, right? That was their natural. Mm-hmm. Whereas for me, it was the mind, right? Like there were many times I couldn't even feel. Mm-hmm. And so to to be able to move through that and then realize, you know, what I really am is what, like you explained earlier, opened the heart and this um, beauty that 
I'm able to experience now. So mm-hmm. thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for sharing. Thanks so much, Louise. Um, I'm going to unmute Michael in uh, California, 9513. Hello? Hello, Arati Yes, hi there. Good morning. This is Jean. It was Jean. Hi there. Okay. Hi. Um, uh, I know I've been away from you and 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 in the sense that I'm not in the program, but I cannot continue, but, I you know. Can you call, come closer to the microphone? It's a bit hard to hear. Okay, hold on. Yeah. Hello, can you That's hear me? Much better, thank you, much better. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, as I said, that I've been away from the school. I just have that a whole year um, where financially it's still the same, mm-hmm. but to me, it's just um, what I have with you and experience with the whole group is still with me when I see the three dancing just for me, the sun just shining just for me. I I become so simple. It's uh-huh. just so simplified for me and it uh-huh. stays with me. It's like it's been embodied in me. Uh-huh. I, I don't have any questions anymore uh, about what I see, I feel through my senses. Yes, beautiful. I just become so you just uh, hear, blunt yeah. and empty. Good. And that's not a scary thing. If somebody hears it, they think, oh my God, blank and empty. But now you can really show up for life, right? And you just, it's, yes. uh, it's, it's much more colorful, much more, you're present with it, right? Yeah, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And I, I see just the way I see and no judgment, nothing like that. Mm-hmm. And automatically, I will just hear your voice. I, automatically, you just gonna remind me if I like. I'm gonna step out of the, you know, like uh, in a getting into a judgmental mood because of the environment. Mm-hmm. I will just hear you automatically. And yeah, uh, it's a part yeah, of the it, part it of the course. So pow- <laughs> it is so powerful, Aratima, and that is why you know I treasure. I mean, like the moment of then and now is just the same. Mm-hmm. Like when I go, I have challenge and, and manifesting or whatever, or luxury or, you know, you see, just feel, go to the rich neighborhood, but you don't need to, you don't need to have them because it is a problem. All you have to do is feel it. And I feel it. It's just beautiful. Okay. Well, thanks for you sharing a little bit how to dissolve emotions there. So that's that's good. Uh, thanks for sharing with Jean. Well, whatever things are changing for you, always welcome back. <laughs> so yes, and, uh, if yes, you want to. I will. I will definitely. And I, I still, I still say my my you know searching for my true teacher. I still I still say that uh, uh, mantra because mm-hmm. I'm still. I don't know if I'm searching or anything, but I'm happy. I'm very happy. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. Thank you. And you. Thank you. Sorry. I want to, um, you know, move on to the next uh, caller. Sorry, Regine. And um, I, I would like, because there's quite a few questions. Um, so I'm going to go to San Diego now. Six one nine nine. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Who's that? Um, hi, I'm Heather. Heather, okay, hi. Hi. You know, I just had a silly question. Um, 
that whole nostril breathing. Mm-hmm. Okay, it, you said, so, yeah. Okay, did you say no yeah. one? Okay, I just looking at this. So it was a little bit blocked up, you're saying? Yeah, and it felt, because it, it comes in so slowly, it was my left that was coming in very, very slowly, and it felt like I was going to suffocate and die, kind of. Uh, you know, good. Uh, I'm glad you can notice. That <laughs> that's good. That's good because what you're doing is, yeah, you keep breathing. You basically can self-diagnose. It's at the left side. It tells you that your feminine side is blocked. Somebody asked about the feminine here as well. And um, there's imbalance. That means tells me also that you're in your mind most of the time. Because if you weren't in your mind, your breathing would be different. Um, things can oh. be, you can be in the middle of a cleanse, which will also uh a pattern it will basically make the pranas out of balance and then you'll have your nostrils near ida and pingala are the two main channels which are ending up next to the nostrils to the to your nose uh the mask on the feminine channel and they need to be balanced in order to actually exit the mind to transcend to be in that neutrality yeah so you just keep breathing just until it comes you know until i mean there's a lot of other practices if you do decide to join this is just one of them. There's there's much more that goes also deeper because this is a body method, but there's other methods that uh, that we need to master because um, it's it's like gravity. You have to overcome gravity. You have to know how to overcome gravity with your mind, with your psychic body. You see? Okay. Yeah, because I've tried it at other times and it just has never. So I was like, okay, is that just like something I have to work through. <laughs> yeah, a weird thing around feeling like I'm going to die. <laughs> like, what is that? Yeah, it is because uh, because you have the program of death within you. So, and that is a. It's not true. Your spirit, your your light, a point of light within light, which means is that if you believe it, you're in relationship to a pattern. And uh, that needs to be transcendent. That needs to be because that pattern is ruling you right now. You're at the leash. You're like a dog on a leash, and that pattern is taking you for a walk. Okay. And that is and when. Then... Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, go... oh no! Please, please. please. <laughs> I was just going to say that this is why enlightenment is the solution. Uh, we need to wake up. We need to mm-hmm. sever that that leash. We want to be free. Um, I don't want to be on a leash. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then you were saying, like, I, I loved the whole metaphor around, you know, the baking of a cake mm-hmm. and the individual ingredients mm-hmm. and that they kind of, you know, almost get broken and then consumed into the whole and that there has to be uh, some kind of, a, and I'm not using the right words and I'm not even, I was trying to formulate the question. Mm-hmm. But the burning off or the the transformation that 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 element of it, like, is that very similar to like when people talk about like like for example when Jesus went off to the forty days and he had to go through that mm-hmm. transformative process or like a mm-hmm. dark night of the soul. But I feel like I've had dark nights of the soul. You know what I mean? And then it's like, well, yeah. then I wasn't completely transformed and it didn't last 40 days or 40 nights or anything crazy like that. So, you know, I'm just like, I'm trying to figure some of that out. And what does that that piece look like? You know what I mean? 
Yeah, well, that's the same thing if I explain, describe to you some tropical food you've never seen. It, it will still not tell you exactly what it tastes like and what it does to your body and your own experience. So the mind will take everything and, and run with it and make a story from it. And then you can get lost in the story for another 550 lifetimes. This is why... Um, <laughs> I mean, it's true. I mean, you know, but I love your question. You're giving me a chance to answer it correctly and to share that it, it, within the course, I will speak to everybody individually, to that person. And it sounds like I contradict myself constantly. And it, because I will speak to that moment to bring liberation to that little moment, and it will be different for each person. So it's going to be, there's no religion here or no, this is the way you do it. Yeah. And so. For you right now, I know you want to have a piece of information that you can feel safe with. But that's not going to help you. There's nothing to. I'll give you okay. more clutter and more more garbage, and, and I wouldn't do that. <laughs> well, but, and that honestly may be why the question wasn't becoming clear within me. You know yes, what I'm trying to say? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I know you're really teachable. We're in a moment of what's really that is really beautiful. Uh, you're in a what we call teachers call a teachable moment because uh, you're there. You're hovering. You kind of want to look into the, you know, look in somewhere and trying to understand it, and and that's great. So uh, you're you're there's a bit of an openness here, and that's wonderful. Uh, essentially, um, the um, you know, when you take the ingredients of the cake, you know, when all the parts of you come together, you know, all the inner child and this trauma and this experience and the marriage and your children. I know whatever people go through, all the parts. I'm talking about not just this life. Just remember, your soul has lived many, many lives. Many, many lives. So this is why everybody who is on the call here is not for the first time, you know, talking or hearing about this. Um, you are either reawakening to it or you're already kind of sniffing around it uh, and just wanting to kind of make this a bit more like, hey, how did this work again? Can we, can I, let me just get back on that proper, you know, path. Um, yeah. yeah. So. Wonderful. Thank you so much for your time. You're welcome. Thank I you. love that you give these. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Good, wonderful. Thanks for the feedback. Um, I saw in the question in the back here, um, Carolyn said that you know the anxiety and uh, um, if I'm is, is am I ready for enlightenment? I'm terrified, um, and there's so much torture and suffering in the world and all this. Well, you'll learn how to see this in proper context because you're seeing something that just remember this is all a mirror. This is uh, it's real, and at the same time. Um, it is distorted, opaque. So, um, the the uh, are you ready for enlightenment? Well, there's only two choices. You go the slow evolutionary way, where you stay within the suffering and within the drama, or you basically wake up. It's just like the alarm goes off in the morning, bring, and you get up and go to work. Um, you just wake up out of the dream. The dream that we're in is not natural. You think this is natural. It's just like when you have a really intense dream at night. You think this is a real. It's not. It's not. You, you, you Just imagine you couldn't have get out of the dream. When you dream and dream, people try to wake you up. You just can't get out. That's called a sickness. People would be worried. They'd think you're in a coma. If people are in a coma right now, it's a coma of insanity. So, And because the mind can create anything, because it's infinitely creative, infinitely, I'm talking eternally, infinitely creative, it causes a lot of deviations, what, we, what I spoke earlier, uh, evil and all these things. So you want to become conscious of what you're doing in the deep. You want to awaken, illumine. If you want to rid yourself from what you see out there and all the horrors, you start that within yourself. Yeah, that's what you do. Um, next person is Sue. Hi, Sue. You're unmuted. 
Can you hear me? Oh, she's, uh, and we'll come back to Sue later. Okay, Jeanette, I'll un unmute you. Hi, Jeanette. Hi, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Um, I'm struggling a little bit on the uh, what next um, for me work-wise, really. Um, I've, sort of, I've run out on the animal side of things, and um, I know um, I was going to go down the coaching side, but that really doesn't interest me anymore. Um, and yeah, I just seem to be going around in circles and swimming wheels, really. Um, so I'm hearing that you're going around in circles. What I'm hearing yeah. that you're wondering what your next step is or something. Yeah, something like that. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so when somebody has a question like that, and somebody else had a question like that, I'm not sure um, um, who that was, you actually, um, who is wondering about this? It's the mind, right? We think yeah. we live through the mind, right? Um, I don't know if your goats or horses are thinking, what's my next step? And that's, that's what uh, Louise was talking about. She just is in action. Yeah. She's natural. She's become natural again. You're going back to your true nature, which is to just act. The yeah. mind is uh, just an instrument to locate yourself within time and space, but not to tell you what your next step is. It's like asking, yeah. I always say, ask your phone or your iPhone or computer, what's my next step in life? It's just exactly the same thing. Yeah. Yeah? Because, you know, I'm, I'm still doing my walks and my nature journal and photographs and things like that, so I'm, I'm enjoying that side of things, but it's when I meet up with family and friends and they're like, what are you going to do? You know, and, and I'm well, looking for them. I'm enjoying myself. You know? Well, if you're enjoying yourself, that's wonderful. If you're not suffering, that's good. Uh, I, mm. I would bet that everybody's suffering, and you are too. Um, you know, um, but if there's a certain joy in suffering, I understand that. I mean, and uh, but you know, journaling is all very good. But have you ever seen people really? Do you think Buddha journaled? It doesn't work. It doesn't. You you can't wake up journaling. You can get yeah. psychological insight, yeah. And the next step on the hamster wheel, you'll get that. But you won't get how to get off the hamster wheel. Yeah. Which step yeah. do you want to take? Deeper into illusion or off out of the illusion? This, this, that's what this course is about. So I hope yeah. this helps you to kind of open your mind a bit. Yeah. 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 Okay? Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. You're welcome. Thanks. So uh, this is in uh, 8143. Um, where, who's that? Hello? Never had him not eat. Can you come a little closer to the phone, uh, to the microphone? Who's that? Uh, we don't have a good connection here, so I'm going to have to mute you again. Sorry about that. And uh, we got in California 5306. Hello? Hello? 5306 Hello. Yeah, that's you. Hi there. Huh? Yeah. Oh, hi there. Okay. Hi. Um, yeah. So I um, I felt the uh, the heart, um, you know, almost instantaneously, and and that's that's wonderful to be with you mm, and you. be reminded because though the heart is always open, I may not be paying attention to it all the time. The heart. So I wanted to thank you. Oh, the heart is. You said the heart is always open. Is that what you just said? 
in in this being here. I oh, feel in the this isness. Being here. Oh, in the isness. Yes, yes, that's what it is. Yeah, uh, it yes. has to be. Otherwise, I would be not qualified to teach this course. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm here to to authenticate that it's Thank instantaneous you. and right now, and so it is. <laughs> Thank you very much. And I love you. Oh, thanks <laughs> Thank so you much. very much. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Oh, there's uh, oh, this is Sue. Let's see if she's there. Sue, can you uh, can we hear you? Yes. Hi, Regina. Hi there. Okay. Uh, I've been in your course since the beginning and uh, for three years, and I'm not one of the awakened people yet, but uh, I'm going to be there for the fourth year and the fifth year and however many years you do this. Um, and I definitely feel this is possible. Mm -hmm. I'm just not there yet. Uh, in the meantime, all the healing that it's done for my life, I've gone through so much crap over the past few years, and I have, um, so much that I'm dealing with now that, like, with my mother and dementia and all of this and going... I could not cope with this psychologically if I didn't have all of these spiritual tools that you've given us. Mm -hmm. um, it really transformed how I deal with life. Mm -hmm. uh, so if anybody just wants to improve their life, uh, mm -hmm. even if they're not sure they want to, you know, awaken, this is a wonderful course. I just wanted to give you uh, that plug. And yeah, I'll no, that's say that, thank you. Um, I'm one of the Course A people who's done it without the call, uh, the calls, and um, it's wonderful if you have the financial resources to do calls, um, but it's also possible to be part of the course and and get a lot out of it without them. So whatever level you can join at, Please do. Mm. All right. I'm encouraging Thank you. People. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Thanks, Sue. Yeah, she said something that I haven't really um, focused on too much. It, it is um, It is essentially uh, very healing. You'll actually understand how consciousness functions, and you're going to really get to the basics. Uh, sooner or later, you're gonna, I don't point it out too much, but you're going to get to understanding how to self-heal, really, and how this works. Um, and uh, to really, really understand it and, and to deal with difficult times in life. So there are two courses. Yeah, exactly. One has the, um, the, the calls. There are two calls per month. And somebody said, well, I'm in Australia. Um, yeah, I added extra call on the Saturdays at a time that works for the people in the Southern Hemisphere. And... Um, um, but we can talk directly. We, you know, we we just direct guidance, and I help energetically on the call and also outside the call. I'm also always available, pretty much. Maybe between Christmas and New Year's, I'm a little less on on in the groups, but pretty much I'm always there. And um, the um, the uh, course A is the modules themselves. And this year, the modules will be, there are 10 modules, but I'm going to create uh, two links, basically, per each module this year, which will be all the additional 
uh, complementary MP3. So we're going to become more streamlined with the more fundamental work, so it's more clear, because the, the material can be overwhelming in the sense, oh my God, but it shouldn't really. It's just that uh, I'm, let's say, want to be generous and um, give you as much uh, substantial uh, tools as possible. But I will also make sure that you understand what's the fundamental stuff that you should focus on and what's supplement or complementary. There are healing MP3s, so there is healing support there in that sense, um, I, where you basically have particular, you know, MP3s for that. Um, and, um, there are also all the recorded calls from the previous years, so the amount of information is, uh, is huge. It's a massive library of lifelong learning that you can go through. Even if you take one call and you go over it over and over and over again, as you keep transforming, it'll be always sound new. So, um, if you, I, I consider it it's a very powerful work. Uh, otherwise, I wouldn't be offering it. And um, and I can see that um, obviously on the right track here because of the results and on people attending. There's a question here from um, Donna. He's asked here, what's the purpose of the dream spiritually for growth? And are we not talking spiritual bypassing? Bypassing, as it seems to be clear, that all has to be felt as well. So this is not about rising above, which there are many teachings available, which appear ungrounded, dangerous. Yes, I think you're answering now. Um, yes, well, let me put it this way. Yeah, there are a lot of teachings available out there about the transcending. But who is teaching them? Yeah, uh, that's another key. Like I mean, I can talk about strawberries. Somebody else can talk about strawberries. And a farmer who's been growing strawberries for their whole life and generation can talk about strawberries. It'll be very different what's being transmitted. So uh, dangerous, nothing is really dangerous because um, life cannot be destroyed and life is going to be in control after all. And um, and uh, so in this, because I'm maybe the language in terms of let me put it this way, in the East, Eastern people are different than Western people. Western people are very psychological, very material, and the Eastern people are more spiritual, more immaterial. One by itself is, uh, I would say, not whole. It's like cutting an apple into two pieces. So I blend both. I bring both worlds to this course, and I address both. But... Um, no, no, much, no matter how much psychological work you do, if you don't know who you really are, have really spiritual understanding, it's, it's not very useful because it, it, it helps you maybe become happier to some degree, but true happiness and the relinquishing of desiring more illusion is essentially, um, um, needs to be relinquished because you want to be in the illusion awake. When you walk, let me put, or let me say this. What is illusion? It is your understanding of reality. When, because it's you, you're looking through a window that's opaque, so you're seeing a distortion, and that's the illusion. But the reality out there is very real. Your body is very real. It's all very real. And after awakening, and especially when then the heart starts to open up, things become extremely real. That's why it's more difficult uh, to really, you know, uh, go through with the enlightenment process. That's why the statistics are on your side. Most people, they just dabble a bit and go a little bit into psychological stuff, maybe have some spiritual birth and then stick with that. And that's that's it. But can you keep going? Can you keep going? Can you keep going? Can you die and keep going? Can you die, refine yourself, keep going? Can you keep going? 
this is an eternal infinite universe. That's the question. Um, let me see. There was a question regarding this comes up here often here. I think it was Bart. Um, two questions. There are so many gurus in the world, and we can all see and follow, listen to them on the internet. Are all gurus essentially talking about trying to lead people to the same thing? Second question is enlightenment something to aim for with effort and practice, or does it just come without effort? Oh no, enlightenment does not come without effort. No. No, you have to overcome the gravitational field. You have to put effort in it. That's why we have free will. Um, are all gurus, yeah, well, what is a guru? Um, there's sat gurus and gurus. If you want to use the Eastern language, sat is truth. Gurus dispel of darkness. Um, are they all essentially talking about the same thing, trying to lead people to the same thing? Well, they're going to try to lead you to what their understanding is. Um, are they tr lead you, you know, so now we come to the whole discussion. I Again, I say the truth within you already exists. You already know if a frame is sitting crooked or straight on the wall. You can feel it. You know what's truly right and wrong. Somewhere you do know. Uh, we're all wired into it. So you have to basically uh, stay with that. That's how you uh, know. Uh, and usually a real teacher is going to be difficult to you. It's going to challenge you. If not, that's why enlightenment is difficult. But not challenging in a sense where you are um, when you feel like you're in the wrong place, this is really wrong. You just know something's wrong. Well, then it's not really the right teacher and it's not the right direction. So you need to follow that. Um, let me see if there's some other questions here. Mm -hmm. Anything um, that is related to this course? So a lot of healing questions. And... Um, and see, this tells me that you are, a lot of people are looking to accomplish something. And in that sense is that you have to be able to be in your neutrality, in your core, and then see what arises. You take everything, all your problems back into your core. You sit with them and you recognize your attachment to it and you free yourself into that true self that you are. And that true self knows and, and becomes wiser and wiser and wiser and it will just get up and, and respond and do something. Uh, there's a long question here about Sabina. Hi, Sabina. Um, what does she say? I feel different in life here. Uh, let's see here. Your teachings agree with the spiritual path I've been on for years. She's going with Ekankar. Okay. I also want to make a pilgrimage to see you. Uh, um, let me see, what are you asking? Um, also shifting and release the patterns and karma. Mm. Do I need to make a stronger foundation of physical life? Okay, the fact that you need to do and work individuals, maybe that all lifelong. Um, not sure, there's not a particular question, Sabina, that I can answer here right now. All right, um... Let me see if this person, Clarion, is available now. Uh, 8443, are you there? Hi there. 8143? No. Okay, so I'm going to go to uh, Calgary. I'm wondering if that's Vainona. Is that Vainona? Hello? 4039. Oh, Oops, sorry. Hello there. I was on yeah. mute. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good. Okay. Uh, yes. Hello. Beautiful Hi. call. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. Um, you'd
you know, make very clear how true that is and um, how, you know, the journey that I've had with the last three years, too, starting off with some almost a sense of desperation at the beginning, um, a sense of if I don't get it together, <laughs> I'm going to keep spiraling down, right? And that's how it was feeling. And just how this course over the years has given me um, a focal point, a focus, all the tools and techniques and skills and love and support um, needed for anybody to make it. And it, it, it's, there's such a fountain, fountain of information here. It's just, you know, it's beyond words, I guess, is what I'm saying. And, and having reached three years later just this beautiful state of neutrality, most of the time, events happen, but they just aren't important anymore. And mm-hmm. and the physical aspect has just been naturally healing itself, like without exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And that, that's been big. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. So the healing becomes natural because you're sitting in your core and you're really living from that neutrality. It, 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 healing happens all the time. It goes on constantly. Yeah. Yes, at every level too. Like the physical level, it's you know, like if I if I was going to do a comparison from three years ago and where I am today, it's um, it's remarkable. Yeah. And um, you know, from yeah, like always being ill and always being in that focus, right? Of, yeah. Um, yeah. The spiral downwards and feeling desperate and all that, and then having come out of it and just because you know all I thought I was doing was reaching out to learn how to meditate properly and um have some discipline and boy what a surprise this has been <laughs> uh, and have become aware now of the importance of awakening and everything too it's um yeah it's been it takes, yeah, it takes time, right? It's amazing, yeah. Well, thanks for yeah. sharing that. Thank you, Renata. <laughs> Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. You're welcome. I think what I'm noticing, I don't know if you notice this too, who's on the call here today, that the ones that have been in the course, they there's a different quality in their clarity and their how they much substance of self there is. I don't know if you can sense that. Um, there is uh, the confusion isn't there anymore the seeking is gone. Um, they just know what to do. They know on, they're on the track. They could, don't, they don't have to be in the course. They can continue um, with what they're doing. Um, each person, you know, I focus because each person is a bit different. Some people are a bit more, have mental, everybody needs a different yoga. Some people are more mentally inclined, some are more heart. Some people are more on the physical level. They're just sensory. And, 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 and there's a different way of people uh, mature into bringing their wholesomeness and becoming whole again. So in terms of um, if you are planning to, to join this year, I'm basically opening up the, the modules today. The module one uh, officially starts August 1st. Um, and the, and uh, and then after that, you know, you have yeah, until August 4th sort of to kind of join because we don't want to wait too long because you can't catch up. The evolution is so fast. And... Um, to basically catch up, it's it's a bit more difficult then. And there'll be, you know, in terms of many people say, well, you know, it costs so much money. Well, I would say it's relatively, uh, relatively good because you have a whole month, like a whole year, like 12 months uh, working together. And, um, and if you divide that per month, it's actually, uh, I, some people pay more money on their gasoline for their car. 
So it really depends how you look at it or, you know, what's your priority. Some people like to rather go on vacation to Hawaii and spend it there um, and have an, an kind of immediate uh, satisfactory experience. Whereas my invitation is, um, it's, it's really hard to explain how you become so vast and so free that you don't have the need to go somewhere to feel a little bit better. You become free from all that. You can if you want. You can do all these things, but you don't have to. You are actually multidimensionally more conscious. And so you begin to have a sense of that you don't lack anything, which also will bring prosperity because that's connected, right? If you don't feel that you're lacking anything, that's prosperity. I'm just seeing somebody Oregon here is uh, here. I think this is, might be Elena, 5413. Hello? Is that you, 54139? Yes. Yes, hi there. Elena, is that correct? Yes, hi, this is Elena. Yeah, I uh, I understand that uh, the the most important thing is for each of us to love Mm -hmm. oneself. And I've been working on it my whole life because there was a lot of sadness in my life since I was a preteen, and I tried to go back to do gestalt therapy early decision. Um, about 10 years ago, tried and tried five or six times. Couldn't get there. I was blocked completely. And then finally I did, and uh, I saw a lady in the dress of 1800s, in a big hat at night under the moon on a little bridge holding a baby. And I knew the lady is going to be throwing the, the baby into the river below. And I thought I was the lady. And when I, she threw the baby, I realized I was the baby. And at that moment, I felt this early decision that I went throughout many lives was, I am not wanted, I am unwanted. And I've worked for so many years, for the last six or seven years, to love myself. And I've accomplished a lot. But I feel that there is something still, like, attached to hooks cords that are keeping me from completely loving myself and thus opening myself to step into my power and give back all this love. Yeah. Well... I'm not going to do healing on you right now. That's not what the call is about. But I'm going to help you understand why you can continue to try loving yourself and it won't work. Let me. You have to understand this, and I think you want to understand it because you are experiencing something you can talk about, right? You this, you know, the story of the baby and all these things, and and you can feel it, and it's very real. It's it's true to your soul. It's something that's really real. Um, but remember, love is a result. I'll repeat again what I said earlier, that when the mind leaves the desire attraction mechanism and we move into neutrality, then, and there is a deepening of neutrality, very deep, it has to be very deep, profound, all along the core line, then at some point the heart will open because the heart closes when we judge. The heart closes when we desire and the heart closes when we have a repulsion to something. And right now you don't like this feeling of pain of that you feel. So that in itself is a 
not loving. So you're not in a loving state to yourself. So the first thing is to accept that fully that you are experiencing, let's say, you know, a human, human sense of suffering. And you leave it like that. You don't try to meddle with it. You don't try to fix it. You don't try to make a story out of it. You just stop. Your mind has to stop and you have to be with it. And not even in order to heal it. You go even beyond that. You have to realize that, um, that, uh, that there is something within you that is already whole. And you, it's almost like you're knocking on that door. You're reaching into the potential of who you are already. Because you're not broken, nothing needs to be healed. Um, you are, when we talk about hooks and all these things, these are all the psychic level. They're like clothes. But, you, but you, you're not your clothes, right? You're the one that's wearing the clothes. You want to reach deeper. You want to reach into that which you are. So enlightenment has a lot to do with uh, uh, contacting your future self, who you really are. So if you allow yourself to, to be right at peace right now, just okay with what is, Everybody can do this right now. And to just for a moment, just like acknowledge and accept that there's nothing you need to heal or fix. And that there's something within you. We did this earlier, the sense of me and beyond that, that sense of there's something else within me. And you know, a fact is that we actually know. We can contact that and touch that. And then we can re remain in it and, and um, simmer in it and marinate in it. And it just invokes a flow of nutrition, you could say, that goes into the surface body and does heal, actually, the psyche. And it heals the body. And uh, so we actually heal right from the source. And we don't get caught in this um, cyclical kind of fixing another problem. Because the thing is, that if you don't know who you are, you're going to keep... Uh, you know, the dough is sticky. There's always something else going to stick to you. And it's going to go, go on forever. You understand, Elena? Yeah. Yes, I do. I do. Good. Good. Okay. Wonderful. You. You're welcome. Thank you. Wonderful. Yeah. So um, I don't want to go too long for the call here. Uh, let me see, Carolyn, maybe another five minutes. Uh, how can I change this reaction or to give myself a chance to taste liberation? Caroline? how can I change this reaction of being frightened to be free? Um, wisdom is the best. That's what I'm offering here. Wisdom that um, that uh, and the trust that who you are, if you taste yourself, you're very sweet, your sweetness, your goodness. And uh, why would you be frightened of tasting a strawberry? You know it's sweet and good. Um, so it's, it's just your mind telling you that it's scary. So don't listen to your mind because your mind is at the end of, uh, of uh, you know, being in charge. So that's really what we can say. So if you have any questions regarding uh, the call, the, the, the Wisdom Life School, you can email me also if you don't want to ask here officially, publicly, you can do that. And uh, there's a payment plan as well. If you want to join, I'd be excited. It's a very powerful year we're going to go through because the light is hitting material, the matter, uh, things are opening up. So I call it also Wisdom Life New Earth School. So there's elements of what goes on in the world right now and how to be with that, be it financially, be it emotionally. Um, but nonetheless, the fundamental aspect is for you to awaken to who you really are. So thank you very much for showing up today. This is replay, by the way. You can uh, listen to it again after we end the call. And uh, 
and um, thanks for being here today and uh, maybe I'll see you in this call or in some other time thank you bye